Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. That's right, everybody. Welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. Happy Wednesday. Gorgeous day here in New England. And I'm so excited to be here to chat with you all today. Going to really lean on the callers as this is a huge news day and i want to hear what you all have to say about it it's 844-500-4242 and of course we're gonna have a little fun as well i never think any news day eh, there might be a couple of exceptions but for the most part we can have fun every weekday from 12 to 3 at some point in the grace curly show all right so in case you missed it there's no question of what we're starting with last night The Colorado Supreme Court barred the former president, Donald J. Trump, from the state's 2024 Republican ballot. Now, obviously, when it comes to something like this, there's already tons of takes, tons of uh, columns and opinions and tweets and interviews out there of what legal scholars think. I am here to tell you, as someone who's not a legal scholar, that I won't be pretending to be a legal scholar, but I will be leaning on those people quite a bit because I've been reading a lot about this and my mind has kind of changed throughout the course of the day. So the 4-3 decision, just to cover our bases here, is historic for a lot of reasons, not just because of how stupid it is, but mainly because it's the first time in history. We use that a lot, unprecedented. Remember during the Trump years, everything Trump did was unprecedented. He had two scoops of ice cream. He fed uh, the the fish in the koi pond. Everything was un. He put ketchup on his steak. Everything was unprecedented. The word kind of lost its luster for a while. Well, this is actually unprecedented. This is one you can take to the bank as far as its unprecedentedness. So it says it's the first time in history that Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment has been used to attempt to eliminate a candidate for president. And, and you know what a lot of people are saying? Oh, this is uh, this is undemocratic. And I read a piece today in the National Review about that. And I, and I understand where people are coming from because it feels like if someone's so bad, let us just vote them out or let us decide not to vote them in. Give us the option. Let the voters decide. But the National Review made a good point, which is to say, The Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which I'm about to read to you, it is a good thing to have. Like, it does make sense if a person is actually guilty of an insurrection. It does make sense to have this as a a plan to not let people into office who have fomented insurrections. The problem here is, of course, Trump didn't do that. So people are kind of directing their fire at the wrong thing. So here's Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, just so we all have a little bit of an understanding of it. It it, it says, No person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, who, having previously taken an oath as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. 
So, and this is something I always have to go back to because they're, they're throwing so many things at Trump at this point that I won't lie to you. A lot of them start to get kind of tangled up together. I hear about Trump and I start thinking, oh, is this the fraud case? Oh, is this the the phone call? Is this the... But it, this is their big one. This is their, their shining light is the insurrection, as they like to call it. So they're trying to claim that Trump incited an insurrection on January 6th and therefore should not be able to run for president. Now, of course, you don't have to be Alan Dershowitz or you don't even have to watch Law & Order to understand the problems with this ruling and why it's not going to hold up well. Mainly the problem is that Donald Trump hasn't been charged or found guilty of insurrection. And even people who are not huge fans of Trump, not necessarily never-Trumpers, like I'm not talking Bill Crystal. I'm just talking about conservatives who have kind of soured on Trump. Even those people who are critical of the way Trump handled the events that transpired on January 6th, don't think that what he did meets the definition. Well, first of all, they don't think that what happened on January 6th meets the definition of of an insurrection. Because an insurrection, you'd think people would bring weapons, you know, you'd think they'd have a little bit more of a plan. That's number one. But they also don't think that Trump somehow planned this or even encouraged, fomented the chaos. This is backed up by the fact that Trump requested that the people in D.C. that day march peaceably and legally. And that's how they should protest, peaceably and legally. Not violently, not illegally, not aggressively, but peaceably. So this is a new trend with Democrats. And you can file it under the category of the ends justify the means. They don't care. Like everyone keeps saying these things. Do you understand? I saw Jonathan Turley he either wrote or he said that this country is a powder keg and, and these this court is just throwing matches at it. But it's like, well, yeah, they don't they don't care. That doesn't bother them. All these things that they've told you about, like democracy dies in darkness. Yeah, we got to save democracy. They're chipping away at it and they don't care at all because their goal. I don't really understand how they think this is going to play out, but their goal is to get Trump, whatever that means to them. And so they're just going to keep throwing stuff against the wall. And they don't care what suffers because of it. They don't care. They're not thinking long term. They're not thinking about their grandkids or their great grandkids or or if, God forbid, any of the things that they throw at Trump were ever used against them. It's not something that's penetrating their Trump deranged bubbles. Now, what came to mind for me is how, because I've heard a lot of people, even on CNN of all places, talking about the due process aspect. You're not letting due process play out, and that's important. And you know who came to mind was George Santos. And you might say to yourself, hey, leave George Santos out of this, okay? Well, first of all, never. No, I will not leave George Santos out of this. But second of all, it brings me back to the point that I made with George Santos and a lot of people made with George Santos, which is if his crimes are so bad, then convict him and go from there. Charge him of the crimes, convict him of the crimes if he's guilty, which I'm not trying to claim George Santos isn't guilty of plenty, but charge him. Let due process play out. That's what this country does, or we used to at least. And with Trump, the issue is they know the the reason that they can't do that. It's one, because they're impatient as all hell. But it's two, because they know the crimes, using air quotes, 
don't stand up. They know they're working with a whole lot of nothing. And so what they're doing is what the conservative treehouse called psychological lawfare. And it's a good way to describe it. Now, speaking of the conservative treehouse, I think this is important to get out right in the beginning. They caught a very telling part of this decision. It's a 4-3 decision. The four judges are big Dems with Ivy League educations. We will go through that uh, at some point during the show. Hamas University. I'm sorry, Harvard University, um, Yale, UPenn. Yeah, it's they're real. It's a who's who of like liberal education. So we are going to get to all of that. But these judges, they know this isn't going to work. And it's more about sending a message, I think. And, and we could also argue this is a huge career boost. Part of me thinks that. And then another part of me says, well, maybe not. Like then I think of Alvin Bragg. If you do something and it actually revitalizes Trump's base. Is that a career boost for you? Do you become a hero? Because part of me thinks, oh, these four judges, instant heroes, like instant Vinman status. You are untouchable. You did such a great job trying to get Trump, even if you fail. And they know they're going to fail. They write it in this. They know they're going to fail. But even if they fail, they fail with such glory because they failed going after the king. You know, they, they failed with honor. And but then I think, well, no, because if you come for the king and you miss and not only do you miss, but you actually give him a boost and end up helping him get elected as president. I don't know if the left looks back on that fondly. I don't know if they if they give you hero status. They might look at these judges and go, look what you've done. You you gave this guy even more popularity and even more momentum heading into the election. We're going to get into all of that. But this is what they sum up as far as what these judges decided and how they knew that this was so weak. It says they're summing up this. It's called it's page nine of this decision. And. They describe how they're going to stay their ruling. And it says, this is the conservative treehouse summarizing it. As long as President Trump appeals the decision to the Supreme Court, the appeals court stays their ruling, their own ruling, essentially indefinitely. The Colorado primary ballots printed and the primary election will be over before the Supreme Court puts this on their docket. In addition to the virtual guarantee that the high court will overrule this political nonsense, SCOTUS can make the entire issue moot before them by following their own normal schedule for submissions, arguments, deliberation, and opinions delivered by the court. The Colorado Appellate Court knows this. That's why they put this self-stay into their 4-3 ruling. Now, here's the, here's the part that, for me, because a lot of that, I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> I don't read a lot of this stuff often when it comes to courts and you know, legal matters, but they kind of break it down. It says... It's a politically correct way, because I'm reading this, I'm going, why would they stay their own ruling? How does that make sense? It's a politically correct way of giving the optics of telling their tribe, hey, we're with you, without the ramifications of the political backlash. In other words, psychological lawfare stuff intended for media consumption. 
It's almost like when the media puts out a story and they know that it's fake news and they know they'll eventually have to correct it. But in the meantime, they get to put out the headline and it gets to gain all this traction and it gets to whip their base up into a frenzy and it gets to give their their politicians that they support momentum. So it's worth it in the end, even if you have to issue the correction. You still got that energy behind you. And, And I think that's a part of this. Now, the media part of it, that's predictable to me, the media consumption. The walls are closing in. You know, it gives them an excuse to do two weeks of January 6th coverage before the anniversary, which they were all already going to do a bunch of January 6th coverage. It's probably a good look for uh, Liz Cheney. She can get on more hits on CNN. Joe Biden can talk about this instead of Hunter Biden. Blah, 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 blah. But what I want to talk about is where does this go as far as independence? Like, how does this work with independence? I was talking with Sean Spicer about that and... um I have some takes. I have some thoughts. So that's what we're going to do when we come back. People are already on the lines. I want you there because I'm going to go right to your calls. It's 844-500-4242. All this talking, though, you know, Emma, it, it tires me out. And sometimes what gets me through the day is just thinking about when I get home, opening up my freezer, and I'm going to whip up a delicious, well, the, the options here, there's so many, steak, hamburger, beef frank, pork chop, chicken, sides. Everything from Omaha Steaks is so yummy. And the holidays are here. And I think this is a great time not only to give this as a gift, because it's really thoughtful. It's going to go to good use, which is kind of my thing. I I hate giving people gifts that go to waste. I don't want to give someone something just to give it to them. I want them to use it. And every time your loved one reaches into their fridge or their freezer to grab something from Omaha Steaks, to grab something from this amazing custom package, they're going to think of you and they're going to go, wow, what a great gift that is. And right now, OmahaSteaks.com is having a 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code GRACE at checkout and get an additional $30 off your order, you're going to be so happy. You're going to be saving so much money. And that's my Christmas gift to you. So this offer doesn't last long. It's omahasteaks.com. And you use code GRACE at checkout. That's omahasteaks.com. Use code GRACE. Minimum order may be required. You're going to love this. It's such a great gift. And one other thing I'll add in here. This time period, Christmas, New Year's, it's tricky. People are going to parties and then they're home and then they need food and then they don't need food. It's great to have some stuff waiting around, some backups, and it's great to save people a trip to the grocery store around this time of year when it's a madhouse. So go to omahasteaks.com. You cannot go wrong with this. It's a gift from the heart. Don't forget to use code GRACE at checkout to save a ton of money. We'll be right back with your calls. This is The Grace Curley Show. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. I feel the same way about the hippopotamus song as I do about stuffing. Like when we have stuffing on Thanksgiving, I think, why can't we do this more often? When I hear the hippopotamus song, I'm like, why aren't they just playing this year round? 
That's how much joy it brings me. Let's go to the callers here. We're talking about the Colorado Supreme Court and their decision to try. I don't think they're going to be successful, but it's scary nonetheless. Their decision to kick Trump off the ballot. And I want to talk about the effects this is going to have. Uh, what is what is this going to do for independence? And, and I'll tell you this. Everyone who's freaking out about this, I don't blame people because it's frustrating. It's so clearly political, uh, our justice system. We know that it's been politicized in the past and it's just getting worse and worse. But I do think that there will be an emergency appeal. I think the Supreme Court justices will rule in Trump's favor. I don't know if it will be 9-0 or, or if one or two will try to look woke and try to be, you know, on the side of the woke social justice warriors and the anti-Trumpers across this country. But if that doesn't happen, there's always a chance it doesn't happen. There's always a chance I'm wrong. And they, they say, yeah, this is good to go. Trump's off the ballot in Colorado. And then, you know, other states start running with it. Then you can tune into that show where I will be full blown. This is nuts. Pulling my hair out. This is a mockery of a sham of a mockery of a sham. But in the meantime, I'm just going to chat about what we know so far. Eddie, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, hi, Grace. Thanks again. Uh, listen, I don't know if you were aware, but the GOP, Colorado GOP, has canceled their primary, okay, because of this. And they're going to have a caucus instead. Now, in a caucus, there is no ballot. You walk in, you register, right? You group with the people, you know, for the candidate you want. And then they just write it down on a piece of paper, okay? So they can't, they can't stop him from being the nominee in Colorado, Okay. The general election, that's not picked until, uh, you know, there's a, there's a candidate. So that the general election ballots aren't printed until the summer, right? But the, uh, the Colorado GOP has found a way around this already. They're just going to have a caucus. Yeah, yeah. Eddie's Eddie's right. Um, the Colorado GOP has said that it will move from a primary to a caucus system. And um, Trump's obviously going to appeal the case. So I don't even know if that's going to be required. But to Eddie's point, they've already found a way around it. But I don't think that that's I, I'm not I'm not here trying to tell people that I don't think Trump's going to be on the ballot like that. That's not where I'm at. My question is. And this is always my question when it comes to Democrats is what's the end game? What's the end game? Because here's my problem, Eddie. Conservatives are outraged about this. Trump's base is outraged. This is just another feather in his cap. This just makes Trump, you know, more of a martyr for the right. The left, they've lost their minds. They think, see, see. Look at even the Supreme Court in Colorado, even the Colorado Supreme Court thinks he's a criminal. And they'll run with that. No facts. No worries. What I'm questioning now is the independence. Because the independence, let's face it, it always comes down to them. They're going to decide. And I think there's two options here. I think the independents look at this and say, listen, I don't like the guy that much, but this is getting out of hand. Or they look at this and go, maybe there is something about Trump. Maybe he is, you know, maybe he is damaged goods. Maybe I should just vote again for Democrats. That's the gamble. Now, both sides, the right and the left, are taking a gamble on how independents are going to see this. And whoever is right about it is going to win this election. That's my question for you. How are independents going to view this? 
disaster. We'll talk about it next. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We have a lot of people on the lines who want to discuss this decision by four liberal Colorado Supreme Court justices. Uh, It's a landmark ruling. It's unprecedented. They want to keep Trump off the ballot. And the ruling, which I think will obviously be appealed, and I don't think it's going to hold up. I don't think the Supreme Court, if they take this case, um, I don't think they're going to... I think they're going to rule in Trump's favor and they're going to allow him to appear on the presidential ballot. But on the off chance they don't, it'd be pretty nuts. And, you know, John Hinderocker from Powerline Blog, he actually he actually first wrote when he was breaking this down, he said, and this really surprised me. And then I was happy that it surprised a lot of his readers because then he went back to explain more. He said, so absent some action by the U.S. Supreme Court, which is extremely unlikely, Trump will not be on the Republican primary ballot or if it comes to that, the general election ballot in Colorado. And then people started writing in being like, wait a second, why do you think it's unlikely the Supreme Court's going to intervene? And his two major reasons is that the Republican majority on the Supreme Court is reluctant to wade into waters that are seen as political. And ruling in Trump's favor would use up a large share of the court's diminished political capital. I still think the stakes are too high for them to be concerned about that. I think it it goes beyond that. He said, second, the court would need to act fast as the primary season is nearly upon us. And normally litigating any case in the Supreme Court takes time. I thought of that as well, because sometimes these things take years. But I also thought that if it had something to do with an election and a former president that you could kind of... I don't know, get a Disney speed pass and just cut the line. Now, he did write that his friend wrote to him, his friend who's a good lawyer, said, I suspect, and this is the this is the one I'm going with, not because it makes the most sense to me, but because it makes me feel good. And sometimes that's just what you got to roll with. I suspect that, in fact, the Supreme Court will immediately grant an emergency appeal and will rule 9-0 or 8-1 if Justice Jackson, Katanji Brown-Jackson, Uh, wants to be her usual moronic self to overturn the Colorado decision. I imagine that every justice on the Supreme Court understands the implications of the decision, which would mean that any partisan state court could take the other party's candidate off the ballot. Yeah, so I I get what Hinderocker's saying that, hey, you know, they don't want to use up their diminished political capital. But like his friend wrote in, I think they get how big this is, that this is setting a precedent that could go on, not to sound hyperbolic here, but could go on to destroy the country. And I have to assume that when the rubber meets the road, that these Supreme Court justices, especially the more conservative ones, don't want to see that happen. Ron, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, Grace. How are you? Good. What's going on? Thanks for the privilege, and Merry Christmas to everybody listening, except for the Biden administration. Ditto. Um, Right back at you. So, um, I could be off track here, but Michigan just tried this and failed. Yes. And maybe Colorado was the result of an appeal, but um, 
Maybe yes. that means that Michigan's going to try and appeal, but there was a Fox article that was just out saying that a dozen states are now going to try the same thing that Colorado is trying right now. And based upon um, the positive Trump polls and the negative Biden polls, I wish we could just hold the election right now, this very moment, because enough barbs and arrows have been flung so far. And um, it's, I, I feel like uh, the outcome, regardless of whatever it is, is going to be ugly, but let's hope it's just ugly words. Yeah, um, Ron, a few things. You're right about that. So a, a district court in Colorado said that, uh, you know, that even though they weren't happy with Trump, the judge said, you know, I, I don't think he's a big fan of Trump. He said he he concluded that President Trump engaged in that insurrection through his personal actions um, President Trump's speech inciting the crowd that breached the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was not protected by the First Amendment. The sum of these parts is this. President Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 8. So I'm sorry, this is the Colorado Supreme Court, but I think the court before that, before it got there, had said that while you know, Trump's behavior was bad, they weren't going to bar him from being on the ballot. And then this court overturned that. And then most likely the Supreme Court is going to overturn this. That, that, that's what I think is going to happen. But to your point about copycat states, which I've been thinking about as well, Senator Tom Tillis is trying to block other states from disqualifying Trump after this decision because people are worried now that it's going to um, catch on like wildfire, as you pointed out. So I think those are, you, you have a lot of good points there. Uh, 844-500-4242. Let's go to Dan. You're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Dan. Hi, Grace. It's nice to speak with you today. You as well. So I'm thinking that uh, most Americans realize that they have the ability to write a candidate's name in on the ballot. So even though if Colorado takes them off the ballot, uh, the Republican Party in that state should band together, make sure all voters know to write his name in, and it would be just as his name was on the ballot. They're just putting it in on their own. Yeah, and you know, Howie can speak more to this than I can, but just from what I know about writing things in, it just over, it it just makes things very complicated. You know, it gives a lot of reasons to toss certain ballots. Um, It's just not what you want to see. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's just not what you want to see. I get what you're saying, Dan, but I'm really hoping it doesn't get to that because then we open up, talk about a whole new can of worms and a whole new can of problems. We can't even get these elections right when we have people on the ballot. Now we're going to have people going in and writing down names it's just, it's a disaster waiting to happen. I appreciate the call, though, Dan. Um, John, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, John. Hi, Grace. Um, they, the, they're trying to provoke the the Republicans and, and the independents to do something stupid by circumventing, you know, the election. And and that could happen. They're looking for a little cannon father, father, father for um January 6th. The other point I got is um, Trump was on last night with the two Christmas trees flanking. Now, Trump, he just got that thing told to him in the back. You see that guy put, um, take care of himself and calm himself down and come out there and do that do that um, rally without one bit of, like, real bad, you know, like these people, blah, blah, blah. This guy is a the best thing that has ever happened to the world. And the thing is, he didn't do the 
Sequillo, yeah, that long drawn out music at the end, and and say our country's failing and this and that. I hate that because it brings everybody down. This is our country. He knows it. His people know it. He didn't do it, and it was much better at the end. But that yeah, guy, you gotta you gotta keep things positive, John. That's one thing I learned from Howie is that you can't you can't depress people. You can't depress people and. I think Trump's his best when he is looking forward. Now, obviously, it makes it hard when you have all of these courts that are ruling on January 6, 2021. It makes it hard to constantly be looking forward. And it makes it hard because he feels like he's been persecuted by all of these people. He feels like it was a witch hunt. It's hard to disagree with him. So I get why he has a chip on his shoulder. I get why he's mad as hell and doesn't want to take it anymore. But to your point, when you start looking forward, when you start giving people hope, I always think that that's a better angle to go with, is giving people something to look forward to, giving people a silver lining. Um, And here's what I'm worried about, though. And I said this to Emma today. I said, so Trump, this decision comes down from the Colorado Supreme Court. Trump is going to get this uh, resurgence of support from people. You know, every time this happens, he gets re-energized. We've seen it with all these indictments. I don't even know how many we have now, like six. And every time his polls start to creep up even more, he gets a ton of fundraising. It's good news for Trump in a lot of ways, as, as much as that might sound crazy. But here's what I'm hoping he doesn't do, okay? And I'm just going by history here. If history is any guide of what Donald Trump's about to do, he's going to see that every, and I wonder if anyone will agree with me on this, he's going to see that everyone's supporting him. Like all the conservatives, even you got Vivek Ramaswamy saying, I'm going to take my name off the ballot in Colorado if this stands. You've even got Ron DeSantis. You've got Chris Christie, for God's sakes, who's saying, hey, I don't like the guy, but this is wrong. People should vote for the president, you know, not these courts. And Trump's going to see all this. And like Michael Scott, he's going to look at it and go, wow, everybody's unified. Everyone's got my back. And he's going to go to True Social and he's going to put something out that's just out of bounds. And what I mean by that, I'll give you an example. Alvin Bragg, everybody, when Alvin Bragg made the decision that he did, everyone was saying, this is ridiculous. This is politicized. You can't be doing this. And anyone who's, who has any idea of democracy or justice knows this is the wrong decision by Alvin Bragg in New York. This indictment's a sham of a mockery of a sham. And then what does Trump do? He puts out a picture of someone with a baseball bat in Alvin Bragg's head. And then... Just like that, everybody who's supporting Trump has to go, eh, you really shouldn't be putting that out. That's not good. And so my only appeal to Trump, this is my Christmas wish. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, and I want you to take this momentum and ride the flipping wave. Don't go on True Social and start calling people names. Don't start putting out people's addresses. Just take the win and sail off into the Christmas break. I know that's hard for him to do. But if he could do it just a few times, if he could capitalize off a few of these feel-good moments, and I, I get I get it. If you're listening to me and going, feel-good moment, this is insane. This is ridiculous. It's not insane for his fundraising. It's not insane for his poll numbers. And that's what we care about. It's not insane for Trump's support. It's good news for Trump. They're making him a martyr. They're going, if they keep it up at this rate, they're going to 
put him in the White House. And all I'm hoping is he lets them do it. Like, don't step on this. Don't make yourself the story. Don't put something out that's going to distract from the story. And if I'm wrong and he doesn't do that, then I'm the happiest girl in the world. But I've seen this play out before. And he has this habit of doing it where he sees that everyone's behind him and he's like, ah, I, I, I got to put something out. I, I, I got to change this. He, for some reason, he doesn't like when everybody's supporting him on the right. He wants to make it hard for us. Don't make it hard for us. Fisher, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Fisher. Hey, Grace. Merry Christmas. Um, I'm just wondering if the Republican-controlled state should start uh, doing the same thing because Biden is guilty of treason working with uh, China and giving all this money to Ukraine. What if uh, we push the Supreme Court by a bunch of uh, Republican states to taking Biden off the ballot, then they would have to do something to see how political this was. And number two, I agree with you, Trump is extremely larger than life, and a lot of times what he says people don't know how to deal with, so sometimes he needs to step back a little. Okay, so the first part of it, I just don't know what your, I don't know what the reasoning would be to get Biden. I I know we all can't stand Biden. I, I know he's corrupt. I get that. But again, I'm a believer in due process. I'm a believer in if you're going to take somebody off the ballot, you better have a reason that we can point to. You better have some sort of conviction. You better have something where people can go, that's why. And trust me, you know, in National Review, it's very interesting because this, uh, I don't know who the writer was. I got to grab it off my desk. But he wrote all about how there's plenty of reasons to keep people off the ballot. And we have a lot of reasons. We have age limits. We have, you know, you can't run for president if you're not born in the United States. We have all of these things. So it's not out of bounds that someone can't get on the ballot. But this is out of bounds because this reason is not correct. He did not incite an insurrection. He did not foment an insurrection. He did not encourage whatever, you know, word you want to use. He didn't do it. So you can't take him off for that reason. And what I'm trying to say is, Yeah, we all can't stand Joe Biden, but I don't like the idea of using the justice system or 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 Supreme Court justices or like loopholes to try to kick someone off a ballot. You know what I would like? I would like if the American people could wake the bleep up and just vote for a better candidate and see how they're getting screwed over six ways to Sunday and make a different decision all on their own. I don't want the courts making these decisions for us. I want us to make the decision and make a good decision for once because you want to save the country because you want the country to get better because you want your family to have better opportunities and your grandkids to have a better, you know, country to inherit. Not because some Supreme Court justice with a degree from Yale told you that this is who you have to vote for. I don't think it's that much to ask. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. 844-500-4242. You know, it's getting so chilly out, and every day when I come into the office, I am so excited because it doesn't feel chilly for me. You know, the whole office can be cold. I don't care. I'm at, you want to be out in the cold? You want to be shivering? That's your prerogative. But in my office with my Gen 40, I'm warm as can be. 
and I set it really high, but it's a really great kind of heat because it's a convective heat mixed with an infrared heat. And what that means is it feels like a fireplace. It feels like that warm, it doesn't dry you out. It feels like a really warm heat and it just warms you to the bone. And I have a Gen 40 here. I also use the Eden Pure heaters at my house because I don't want to heat up my whole house. Um, I don't have a big house by any means, um, but it still gets expensive, especially if you're heating up areas you never use, like your basement, maybe you have a guest room. You don't want to be filling those areas with heat because you're just cranking up your bills. So with the Gen 40 heater, it's sleek, it's stylish, it's easy to use, it's very safe, comes with a lot of cool features. And right now, my friends at Eden Pure are going to save you money. You can save $50 for one more week with code GRACE50. All you have to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater, and here's something else. You're going to get free shipping, which is really, especially around this time of year, unheard of. So GRACE50 when you go to EdenPureDeals.com, check out the Gen 40 heater. Look at how cool it looks. Look how sleek and stylish it is. Then you'll understand why I love this product. And it just works really, really well. So don't go broke trying to heat up your whole house or your office space. Get the Gen 40 heater. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show. Today's poll question is brought to you by J.J. Manning Auctioneers. Whether residential, commercial, or land, J.J. Manning can get your property sold now. Contact Charlie Gill at 800-521-0111 or go to jjmanning.com. Emma, what's the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is, what do you predict SCOTUS does with Trump's Colorado case? SCOTUS takes the case and overrules it. SCOTUS takes the case and votes to let the ruling stand. Or SCOTUS won't take the case. SCOTUS takes the case and overrules it. They go in Trump's favor. I don't know if that's the correct. I think that's the correct jargon, but that's what I think is going to happen. 79% of the audience agrees with you. 18% say the Supreme Court will not take the case. And 3% say they'll take it, but let it stand. All right, let's go to the callers here. Tom, you're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Tom. Hey, Grace, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas to you. You as well, sir. What's going on? Hey, so I just want to say that, you know, with this country, a president is not a king, and he's not above the law. And that's why we have three separate branches of government and checks and balances and yeah. being held accountable for his actions. Yeah, but what does that mean? Like, what law was broken? He hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Well, in the courts, they have said that he incited an insurrection in other cases. They haven't plenty of people. They haven't charged him with that, though. There's due process. Just because somebody says something doesn't mean it's true. and doesn't mean that there's a conviction. There has to be a conviction. You can't just start tossing out things or or telling people they can't run for president because people think that somebody did an insurrection. You've got to be charged with something. I disagree with you on that. You you don't believe in you don't believe in you don't believe in due process. Of course, there are people who are being charged and experiencing due process for it right now. 
But he was—he hasn't been charged. Why doesn't Trump deserve due process? He—he he, he is getting due process. He will. He—he he, everything is due process. You don't he take somebody done. off the ballot before any sort of conviction. That's not due process. He's not getting due process, Tom. We'll be right back.